This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need a break from this crazy world to see your friends and fill a cup, find Sebastian Chalice Chip and Beef at the Noble Bottoms Up. As step by step our growing pains are improving home and away, we're feeling absolutely fabulous on another happy day. We're in different worlds with different strokes, but the good times will not end. So cheers to all our family and our friends. Starring Aaron Keith as Chalice Glass, Elizabeth Andrews as Beef, Waleed Mansoor as Chip Ahoy, Ben Briggs as Sebastian Von Hugh Grant, and Sean Coyle as everything else. Sitcom D&D is filmed in front of a fake studio audience. Welcome back to Sitcom D&D, a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast recorded in front of a fake studio audience. But today, we're doing something that we do at the end of every season, and that is reflect. We are reflecting on season four. Can you believe four seasons in the bank? What? No, no way. No. We're Wait, yeah, no, I can. I can. So to let the listeners in on uh, a little secret, I am in the middle of nowhere trying to record this. And so I'm essentially recording this from a barn in a frozen wasteland in the middle of nowhere, aka my parents' house. And uh, I am three seconds <laughs> lagged behind the rest of the group. So it's a real surprise for me if uh i'm really on pins and needles here if i'm gonna get a laugh on anything that i say because there's a huge delay and then either silence or a laugh but uh we'll see how this goes i'm hoping we can get this lined up to where it makes sense it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a good time yeah Sean. don't you worry about it thanks sean, <laughs> thanks, sean. <laughs> coming to us from the past <laughs> yeah speaking of reflections <laughs> I feel like Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar where he's just staring at a feed of his children and they're way older now. <laughs> oh no! My gosh. Murph, no! Uh, Sean, that's a great poll. Good joke. We, we all laughed, Sean. We did. Oh, God. Well, uh, hopefully y'all laughed and you cried and mm-hmm. you sighed and you did all the emotions through season four, right along with us. Um, I think it's safe to say we had a blast recording it and we came to our Discord. Um, so uh, we, we shouted out to the Kitchen Rats and asked for some questions to help us reflect on season four. So if you guys are cool with it, I'm gonna go ahead here and, and pull some some questions from uh, our, our Patreon, our Kitchen Rats, and uh, hopefully y'all can provide some answers. And then if there's time, um, we'll actually, you know, ask each other some some questions and and reflect uh, on the season ourselves. Does that sound good? That sounds great. That sounds yeah, great. I'm cool with that. Yeah, Thanks, cool. Sean. 
Uh, this is a this is a great one that that came early on, which is what has been your biggest learning experience for either improv or podcast or character wise since recording uh, this last season, or maybe like you know during recording this last season. In prepping for this season, I think this one of the f- things that we took into account was trying to find ways for us to weave our stories into one another a little bit cleaner than in seasons past, where. Uh, Previously, I feel like some of our different uh, arcs were not intertwined whatsoever. And I feel like having the family dynamic throughout this entire season allowed our experiences to play one off one another. So if Beef was going through something, we're all kind of going through the exact same thing and we can empathize uh, with Beef and we can compare it to how our situation's going on uh, or not empathize, depending on how our characters choose to be. <laughs> Uh, but I think I think that really helped uh, in terms of s- planning for a season. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I feel like, yeah, we've had like our own little things in the past. And what what did I do? No, you, we just you love know, you. You're so sweet. Uh, I just love the way you said that. I just yeah, think you're the best. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. My heart. <laughs> I have a sinus infection right now. I am... <laughs> Don't make also it ben... cuter. <laughs> yeah, Ben normally sits back and, you know, but he was right up on that mic ready to ready to go. And I love it. That's very um, true. <laughs> it's very true. Um I feel like, yeah, just kind of what you're saying. We were a little bit in the past, like on an island, we'd be like, this is Seb's thing. Seb's, you know, trying to get over. Uh, he's the last person to figure out that he's like, you know, has an ex-wife sort of thing. And like, it, we all had like our thing, which was like awesome. But like with this, we were all doing it together. Rather than being an island or an archipelago, you know, group of mm-hmm. islands. And it just was, yeah, I think that was really, really sweet. <laughs> We noticed you slip in your word of the day. Yes. We yes, noticed yes, yes. Sean, you can probably speak more to this about some of the writing changes you made for the season, but you sort of switched a lot of the episodes to more of like an open playground, slightly more D&D format than we normally do. And I've really enjoyed that for a number of reasons, but it has helped uh, give some more freedom for us to bring in more sitcom tropes to these episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we're do- doing things in whatever order we want. And then also we are free to add more play and discovery on our end, which I think is really fun. Like moments where like beef through Jennifer and the water right away. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we would have done that in a past season. And I love that we got to do more stuff like that this season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's very true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I totally agree, and that's what I was actually going to bring up the same thing, Aaron, and that came from just you know our writing meetings throughout uh, the season with everybody and talking about the season, you know, heading into season four when we were trying to like understand what we wanted out of it, and you know it is a, a difficult needle to thread sometimes to be uh, equal parts sitcom, equal parts D and D, and have a satisfying beginning, middle, and end allow open choices to the players and still ever let everyone get on with their lives and keep our recordings to like a, a reasonable amount of time. Cause something that's, you know, great about D and D in general, when it is completely open world is being like, okay, clearly you've been tasked with something, but if you think that the bartender actually is like, has a funny way of talking and you, instead of going to get the gold from the dragon, 
you actually just want to help this sad bartender get back on his feet and that turns into its whole thing and you don't even go on like that's the kind of stuff you want to leave it open to but when you're promising on a a premise that will deliver a beginning middle and end then it becomes a little bit more like okay how do we deliver on this and um through all the conversations we had one metaphor got was like very uh helpful to me um and uh, the analogy was Think of it like a playground, which is a conversation that when Walid and I were talking about it, really struck a chord uh, where it's like, if you have an idea for something that's, you know, the gang is going to go through, you can think of every single thing and hurdle that you want them to experience, but then you're kind of writing the episode and how much room for there is there for exploration and play. So think of it like a playground where it's like, hey, you know, bring your your kids, your your D and D party to the playground. If they're having a blast on the slide, don't make them go to the monkey bars. Like they're having a blast on the slide. So just provide the playground, which is there's a tons of options, tons of ways to get to the end result, which is fun. Um, but you provide the environment, and then let them play how they want, and know how it's going to kind of you know all shake out or what the ultimate climax is going to be uh, that you're going to bring to their their doorstep. But that's been super helpful to me. So that's definitely been the biggest thing I've learned. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's been bringing the ultimate climax to all of our doors. This <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to respond. <laughs> pass. Elizabeth says pass. Elizabeth said I didn't learn a single pass. fucking thing. Well, I was like, we can keep this moving. I, like, uh, not Elizabeth everyone. said I don't need to learn anything when I'm teaching y'all what to do. <laughs> no way. I just like, yeah. Everyone, everyone said my thoughts. <laughs> We can go on to Ditto. the next question. <laughs> You're going to be the first to answer this next question. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. The last one was from uh, Soap on the Discord. And uh, Thanks, this Soap. one is from Jay Reese or Dries. I have absolutely loved season four. Listen to every episode and bonus more than once. Uh, Thank yeah. you, Dries. Hello. My cue to each PC. Uh, So I'm left out of this one. I'll still answer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Did any choices you made as your character surprise you? Were there any moments where you realized something you didn't expect about your character? Yeah. I didn't realize Beef was going to be so nervous to fall in love when he was falling in love. Mm. When I created the character in the beginning... My vibe for him was like Austin Powers mojo guy. And like he's got all the mojo and he can have whoever he mm-hmm. wants. But uh, as beef unfolds through the seasons, and then especially this one, this season, we wanted to present beef with an actual um, romance. And I didn't know I really uh, as I play beef I don't know what he's gonna do and (laughs) (laughs) then like his reaction to Aaron's character he was very nervous and uh I thought that was very sweet and um very on brand for him but it did surprise me and I thought Aaron did such a lovely job playing Percival Percy um his counterpart and it 
it's always so easy to improvise with Aaron in those kinds of spaces as well. Oh, it's easy to improvise fall in love with me, Elizabeth? Is that what you're oh, saying? Whoopsies. <laughs> Did I expose oh, yeah. myself? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, oh, and I, I was so surprised with his first, the kiss, that he, he messed up the first kiss and then he... Oh, was like, was let's lost. do it again. He yeah. had to roll for athletics. Into a nat 20, right? <laughs> oh, that was oh, awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I- I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always thought as Chalice as like the most despicable of the group. Like, I feel like she yeah. had the longest to go to become a it's good person. Because when she shows up, like you guys are sort of already been cooking in that environment a little while. Like you guys had character mm-hmm. development from when you showed up, like bottoms up cha- had already changed your characters a little bit. And Chalice hadn't been changed. She was like just a spoiled brat. Mm. But I thought this season was fun because Chalice actually got to rise to the occasion of being like a woman of the people a little bit. Like mm-hmm. her reaction to the birds, like wanting to save the birds and wanting to like do right by people and expose her father. I thought she was able to like move the needle. Yeah, I think we were already bottom feeders and aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Chalice has always been a bottom feeder in her heart, yes. but uh, mm-hmm. is just getting mm-hmm. to that point of just being there. So yeah, that's a really that's that's a good one. I can see that. That's like really really cool. I think for Seb after last season, tore him to shreds and just like really needed to kind of find a way back from that. Um, and so I, I don't know. I felt like we were speaking of like a playground, but I felt like this was like a playground for Seb in terms of just kind of like I was knocked down like and burnt off all of this like brush or what have you. And so now it's just kind of like seeing what has grown out of it, seeing, you know, how quickly I can make Sean uh, try to tell me, no, I can't I can't say that I just have a barrel in my pocket. Like, you know, just like stuff like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I think this has just been a big growth one for Seb as well. I, I mean, for all of us, there was like a very hum- humanity, like, I don't know. There was like something where it was like, we didn't want to die. We didn't want, like, we wanted to mm-hmm. connect with people, like, really kind of got us down to our ooey gooey cores. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love this season because of that, because it, it kind of made fertile ground for some really cool moments to come out of for chip i feel like some of the specific moments that i think about that like i'm very happy with the choices and i feel like they surprised me in a good way one of them was when it was chalice's birthday and chip didn't know it was chalice's birthday (laughs) that was like a very fun choice that i felt like i made and ended up being a great runner throughout episodes which i feel like i'm always seeking out Mm -hmm. um and that one just felt super super natural and it Worked out super well, in my opinion. Uh, it and I is? Really... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. And then another small choice that was just me surprising me uh, was uh, not as Chip, but <laughs> as... Um, well, don't laugh at me. That's a question, right? Just the way that you wrote um, it. It's just the title was, of your un- unpublished book is <laughs> me, me surprising, surprising me. me. <laughs> and it's you looking in the mirror. Giving yourself a scared. Wearing a scared. turtleneck. Scared. Wearing oh. a turtleneck. Scared. <laughs> Holding uh, a handheld mirror, too. So there's three of you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but it was me as Hanson saying bye was oh. 
was surprising to me. <laughs> I, I will say that felt like so Waleed improv move. <laughs> yeah. It's just perfectly timed. That's it's like perfect. old school IO <laughs> comet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also, I think it got cut out of the episode, but me right after I did that, I was like, I'm sorry, I could do something else if you want me to. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Which is also the he most will lead no. thing ever. It's so sweet. <laughs> Jennifer didn't grow, right? So No, and she's been trying. She's been trying <laughs> to grow. Physically, mostly. Uh, it's not working. <laughs> but I was surprised as Jennifer um, wasn't my choice, but when Beef hurled Jennifer off the side of the ship uh, when they were on the way to find Chalice's biological father, I was so surprised. And Jennifer was integral to that plot. But it's one of those fun things as a DM where someone makes a choice and you're like, yeah, I got to roll with this. And it ended up, I was like, you do the mental math on the fly where I was like, I I actually had planned that if things went awry and you guys ultimately were shipwrecked or were marooned by the rest of the crew or what have you, uh, once you got off this boat and got to the island, um, Jennifer would somehow have been separated from you. I was going to try to figure out a way to have that happen, but had it planned way later in the episode. More (laughs) like a shipwreck, she gets, you know, in the chaos, you lose her and you think she's drowned or whatever. But uh, to have it just be like six minutes in and beef hawks are off the side, I was like, oh, no. And I was like, wait. We we were dancing around it. Yeah. We were all talking about it. I definitely, I was going to do it. I was like, no, this might ruin everything that Sean has planned. And then Elizabeth said, fuck that, bro. I have like Sean's worst nightmare. Like when we're playing this, he's like. I love that. Yeah. He's like, but what about the D&D? And I'm like, okay. That also led to my second favorite joke of the season of us just being like, she always finds her way back to us. When we went on vacation, we went there and she was our waiter. And then Ben was like, and then she had been training there for two weeks. She was new. Like she wasn't. Wasn't new anymore. She had been there a while. I also love in that episode at one point, then we're talking about Jennifer later. Like we I think we we're talking about do we feel bad about it? And then we Sean, you have Jennifer screaming in the background. Yeah. And I love that <laughs> So good. Uh, awesome. So thank you, Jay Reese, for that question. Um, or Dries. The next one. Or Dries. And this one is David Boss or David Abus. And uh, they're asking what improv moment from someone else will lead. <laughs> no, it does say, <laughs> so it does say what improv moment from someone else made you laugh the most this season. Ooh, I think I know. Oh my god, Seth and did this, something. The issue with this is there's <laughs> recorded audio of this, so you have to get the right answer. Um, I mean, I have a million. I might say more after I say this, but my favorite moment from this season or any season was the Onion Man part of the comment box. Whoever yeah, sent in that yeah. comment, let's go! Uh, it's my favorite. I love that. Um, you guys, Aaron has been talking about the Onion Man. I won't every day shut up about the Onion Man. You he guys. was born. I can't stop thinking about him. Um, but there's a part in it, and I actually, I think it was Grace who edited that episode, and I had her space it out because um, we were talking over each other. We we're so excited. But uh, we'll lead going, could it be you? Could it be you? Could it be you? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I thought about for like a week in my head after. I was like, that's actually the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. One of my favorite moments is in the Centauri Povich show, which is Beef on the Catwalk. 
that is up there for like favorite moments when she when beef is looking at everybody and making eye contact with them and then slitting like doing the finger across the throat and in particular i love that you misspeak there and you say i put my finger to my ear and and then put my finger across my throat i died i died i i love in that episode too uh the sun and the moon i think it's ben and yeah, Lee. it's me and Ben. Yeah, yeah, have a full on <laughs> argument as the sun and the moon, and <laughs> oh, yeah. it kills me. It kills me. I think also when Aaron climbed the ceiling as um a spider, oh, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in the Bam. boy, fa- yeah, not- boy, yeah. It was just crazy. <laughs> I got to say another one from Centauri Povich show too, which yeah. is when. When Ben is like, can I don't remember the prompt, but he's like, I, can I do a disguise or something? And then Elizabeth is beef. You're like, what are you going to be a curtain or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Absolutely God. gets him. It really uh, scorched me. I didn't even understand it, but I was like, oh, I think everyone is mad at me. <laughs> I also loved beef rolling a twenty when he gets thrown onto the stage and barred in the barbecues. I loved that entire sequence of him deciding to get on stage that way. I also thought Jesse Kendall as um, oh my god, Milknip, oh Milknip this season yeah. had some improv moments, especially in those like first three episodes that I just thought were brilliant. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love when he like lists out his apologies at like the end of his like first episode with <laughs> yeah. us, and like to to the listener, he came with like. 49 just like prepared and was like <laughs> listing them off and it would be like some were like yeah i don't know but there were so many that were like whoa oh my god <laughs> can't say that <laughs> oh but i think i mean the ones that made it in i i love too but i thought that was so funny that really killed me um yeah i don't know why i have to apologize for this but sorry i made fraser a pepsi town yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I thought of another improv I loved. Will lead making it so I said, Can I roll again after I botched rolled for getting high? Do you know what I mean? Like uh in the Barton Barbecues, I rolled a one for how high yep. for or whatever, or twenty or whatever. And then I said, Can I roll again? And then uh, Waleed was like, Chalice just said that out loud. Oh, yeah. Which made that fun little meta game of the <laughs> reality. The the yeah. 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 Oh, and-, and then Chalice was like, I'm staring at a MacBook. <laughs> 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 They're like, yeah, like kind of like, oh, the, the psychosis or whatever when like everyone is like high and they can like see themselves and they're like, that that really killed me while we were doing it. That's a fun runner, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I also liked from the chaotic episode of uh, Seb's uh, when we go to Seb's parents' house. Oh there's God. just like one Seb versus Seb. Seb versus Seb. <gasps> yeah, I love which that one. Everyone becoming Seb was like <laughs> so funny and also such a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so- and then you're like, get kicked. You run out of the house, and the next time we see you, you're like fighting over a bone with yeah. a dog in the alleyway. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, rotisserie chicken. <laughs> um, there was one moment where Waleed says, 
as Seb goes, I just want to be, I just want to get it off my, like, just want to go out and say it right here. I'm not the real Seb. I'm not the real Seb. <laughs> and then Beef <laughs> just bounces right off and goes, I'm the real Seb. <laughs> and I love that. Perfect. That really, really, really got me. I also love, uh, this was like completely improvised which was so fun which is like what's who's a rich family around that could potentially be a new home for you know jordan lee cohen's character you know imposter seb and uh also i love that it became seb and seb x and real seb was seb x it's just so funny and seb Um, y and seb how yeah (laughs) But uh, the ending of that was probably the hardest I laughed, which is uh, Jordan Lee Cohen's uh, doppelganger. She goes ahead and and changes into what would be the, the your best idea of what Deborah Handbag's missing child looked like, so. which ended up being very far off. And so then Deborah Handbag's like, "Who the hell are you?" And then the real kid comes out of the woods and is like, "Mom." And then Jordan tackles them and starts wrestling them. And when Jordan made the decision to tackle them and like really wrestle them in front of them and strike, I was dying. Yeah. Oh. Wild. Man, yeah, we were rich with good guests. Mono, uh, mono. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh like, god! So Everything he said was <laughs> just a delight. Jeff Murdoch and Joe Scott. Oh yeah, that's at right. the beginning. Your parents. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah, just... they're pretty incredible lines by Jeff. Like, uh, I think I posted this one, but the we drink ghosts. They are spirits, after all. <laughs> it's like pretty incredible. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Nothing better. I loved so many of our guests, but I thought Carly coming in felt like such a one of us moment. To be able to come in and improvise with a lot of people that you've only met like once or never, I think is such an incredible skill. And she just came in and made it look so easy. It was just really fun to talk to before the episode even got started. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. About sandwiches? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, That's how you know you fit in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just about sandwiches. was like coming. All of us were like, that's so awesome. (laughs) It was just a really good energy that carried throughout the episode. It was really fun. And it was so awesome and lucky that Jesse Kendall's a close friend of ours and a a listener of the show, Mm -hmm. a fan of the show, and is just the perfect Prince Milk Uh, (laughs) Nick. Yeah, Yeah. truly. Truly. Disgusting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's I laughed pretty hard when uh he was had to be uh fed cupcakes and it's like missing his mouth and everyone was like shuffling their oh. feet. There's a huge gathering of people <laughs> watching it happen. Like, Chew for me. And they're moving his jaw. <laughs> How long did you have season four episode twenty's title name slash general concept? And that's from Jade. Cypher, and uh, I'll go ahead and get it started by saying right away. <laughs> we knew very early on that was a lead season idea, four, right? episode twenty. We wanted to we wanted to make it getting high focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something I pitched ahead of the season, thinking that that would be an incredible like right before the finale type of vibe, and I think it worked out. Yeah, so that was uh, that was definitely something we that I pitched like before hand it was however it was not like a season one thing it was it was definitely like maybe maybe end of season three i came up with it 
Um, but yeah, there's he's the lying. Right he's been sitting on this for years, <laughs> <laughs> long before we even started the show. The No, that's Ben Walid's secret finish line is season four, episode twenty. I thought we were going to be done after that episode. <laughs> Um, there have been several new event mechanics, like for the 420 episodes and all the infiltration contest. Which were your favorite? Any worth revisiting? Are there mechanics you would like to explore in future seasons? And that's from AK. Before we answer that, quick shout out to Elizabeth for coming up with those infiltration episode ideas. That was your idea from the beginning to have all of us pick a different job. Oh, Elizabeth doesn't remember doing this. <laughs> it was your idea. Great job. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, it was such a cool idea, Elizabeth, of like, we know Chalice is taken. And then, you know, we get we get a little break in between seasons. So we we like to blue sky it together as a group and then have as much of it still be a surprise for the players. Um, what like on an individual episode level but still kind of know the major conceit as well as different like, oh, in 420, wouldn't it be fun to do a 420 concept? And uh, also have character choices, which I think is a cool thing that I would want to bring into any kind of D&D um, campaign that I'd be a part of is like having your characters also be able to make choices outside of a recording. So Elizabeth proposing the idea of like, okay, you know, Chalice is captured. We're going to try to get her out of the castle. What if each of us tried to be something different and infiltrate to get as close to Chalice as possible? It's like, hell yeah, we could we can do that in individual episodes. And then I think it was a group thought of like, what if, so if they're all happening the same day, could we have Prince Milknip come and be in each one um, and have it be like a, a single flowing chronological day for Prince Milknip that we experience in in the different episodes. And it was a lot of work, but I think it paid off. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say one of my favorite mechanics that we used this season too was for the uh the another Hoy family reunion episode where Sean set up basically like we it was like a mystery and we had three different suspects and we were trying to solve a mystery and that was very fun to go to have to interview them with different tactics and use our like insight i think beef used some like mind reading uh we went inside somebody's house to like try and figure out uh, it was a bit of a whodunit and obviously the en ending being that none of them had done it um but i i really like that mechanic i think that Spoilers. worked out super well in that episode mm -hmm. Hey, if you're listening to this, better listen to the whole season. I'm, I'm halfway We're through reflecting. season one, man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had the same answer. I also love like a mystery solving mm -hmm. mechanic anywhere. It's my fave. Mm. But that one felt really fun. Because I also love that we could go in any order. Really did feel like we could solve it however we wanted. It sort of felt like just like a one shot sort of. And so much of like, I mean, a lot of our episodes are like beginning, middle and end. So it is very like one shotty when we make this. But like that one felt like tabletop RPG. Like we, we have an hour and a half and we're getting through like this mystery and stuff. And there was all sorts of checks being done. And there was like an environment. I don't know. It was very, very cool. Uh, I really did enjoy that one, too. And I loved it because it had that feel to it as well. I like the ship one because Sean sent us an image of the ship that we were on. And um, I really liked that mechanic, too, that we were stuck on the ship and we had to make. Mm -hmm. And we all could 
go to different parts of the ship um, to solve the issues that we were fighting. But yeah, that was one that stood out to me. Yeah, I found myself going back to that too. Just feeling like, oh, that felt like a very mentally lived in space. Like that one felt very tangible to me. And I think that happens anytime it's any semblance of like a bottle episode. You because you're in the theater of the mind, that start that stuff really starts to get some detail to it if you spend enough time there improvising, which is fun. Um, one for me that was very fun, like the mechanic, and then also getting I it's very fun to get to like play, you know, improv chess against each other, um, which was a blast during the hunt for Red Swantober, which was just a really fun uh idea of that uh, Aaron had for a long time of like, I bet Chal- I bet Chalice's fucking rich, weird family has some weird hunting thing that they got going on. Um, and for those outside of Aaron and myself, having the, you're hunting a monster turn into the, well, is this a monster? Oh no, yeah. this is a, something great. And then having you guys try your best to, like pick up the clues of how does this thing that we're hunting actually operate? Where is it actually operating out of? And like picking up on those clues and and having those things revealed, the the ways in which that unfolded was very unplanned. And then by the end of it, I remember feeling like, oh, that like couldn't have gone better if I like tried to write it. It just the way it unfolded mm. was was very very fun. And the mechanics of it, again, the playground thing of like you just set the stage and then you know, bounce off each other. It was very fun. I also liked when we went to the library. Oh, that, I like the library a lot. Yeah, too. and the mechanic of going and getting all the stuff. Um, oh, yeah. That. That, that reminds me of a decision I made. Uh, Seb became a smoker this season. I, I just kept on smoking <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, which is Seb not good. Seb became a smoker. Who is your dream pod guest? can be real or fictional, alive or dead. This is from Weedle, the Gunrat King. Fictional too? I was just saying this to Elizabeth, but I would love to have Betsy Sodaro on as something related to beef. Like them being a duo of some kind, I think would be so good. Would love, would die to love. (laughs) I feel like Homer Simpson being on would be unlistenable. I agree. It'd be pretty fun to have on the Beatles mm-hmm. and uh, have beef be kind of like a, a Pete Best kind of situation. Wow. Where, uh, he was kicked out right before they got super famous, but we actually have the Beatles on. Would be very fun. Whoa. That would be crazy to meet the Beatles through a podcast. <laughs> do you think that they would be able to do it? They'd be like, what is this? Can you imagine Paul McCartney being like, I'm a big fan of yours and like saying that to you? <laughs> like, that's like, I'd be insane. like, no. Honestly, Ben, if you no. can't, that's fucked up. And you need to see a coach of some sort to get your head right. Because that's how I wake up every morning. Going, Paul McCartney would fucking love the shit I make. Uh, hmm. I would die to play with Conan O'Brien. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. too, as well. That would be like so incredible. One that would be cool and like maybe accessible. Uh, now yeah, that he's bring, on Headgum, is Jake Johnson. <laughs> I'd love Jake Johnson to be on the show. I think he would be hysterical 
and would be incredible. Sitcom um, royalty. Being do you on think sitcom if we TV? asked super nice and approached him really carefully? And paid him really? $50,000. <laughs> Wait, how about this? If anyone wants to tweet at him for us, maybe he just mm-hmm. makes a 10-minute cameo as like the janitor of Bottoms Up that's always there. <laughs> like He doesn't even have to come for a full episode. We'll record with him for seven minutes. Yeah, he we plays won't even Jonathan the spirit guard come back to life. Yeah, we yeah, <laughs> we bring him back. We won't to even life bother him. We won't meet him. <laughs> he can just record it and send it us soon in the mail. Send we could just buy a cameo. That's what we should do. Is we should just oh buy cameos. We should just buy cameos and throw them onto this. Okay. Show. <laughs> <laughs> and like the description of the cameo, yeah, is like, hey, can you be a janitor? <laughs> if a you buy a RPG cameo, <laughs> if you buy a cameo and you send it to us, we'll play it at some point. It'd be so funny if it's like Lance Bass and he's like, "Hi, I love being at Bottoms Up. Can I have a beer?" Yes. <laughs> like, we just uh, riddle the show with cameos. This is genius. <laughs> We're going to get sued. I mean, yeah. that's what sitcoms do. We could do a uh, cast that speaks with dead and just shoot our cameo person five questions. And the five questions you would ask, and then we just use their audio of their responses. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh my God, that dead soldier was Christopher Walken. <laughs> They're like, wow, Christopher Walken's a fan like of sitcom D and D. Oh man, that would be really fun. No, uh, we, we no, just no. bought a cameo. Have y'all gotten cameos either bought or received? I got one from Beans. From Beans? Beans? <gasps> yes. From Even Stevens? Yeah. Oh my Beans? God. Is he doing okay? He's doing. <laughs> He's doing great. Oh, well, good. It, it is absolutely <laughs> absurd. What does he say to me? He he says, like, he my friend me? prompted him that me and Emma are not doing well in the boudoir, I think, or something <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, boudoir. hey, man, that's okay, dude. Like, you know, like, after you have a kid, like, that's life. And it's so funny hearing it all from Beans. Oh, my God. It's Santa like, is on Cameo. <gasps> no. How much? One and only? Yeah. How much? There's a couple Santas. Should be free. There's a couple. This one, this Santa's only. This one's only nine dollars. Oh no, Santa! It probably goes up seasonally. I would imagine. Yeah. Chuck Norris is on here. Did you say fuck Norris? I said Chuck Chuck Norris. Norris. Oh, I said fuck Norris. This is another one from Weedle the Gunrat King. If each character got a wish spell, what would they wish for? And how has that changed since the beginning of the series? Didn't Beef get a wish or something? Get to wish, wish something and he, threw he it stepped away? on a bloody he stepped on a wish and asked for three bloody Marys. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he hasn't changed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh I so, don't know what yeah, what's... I don't know the extent of this spell. I know that it's pretty powerful. But if I could wish for anything, I think Chip would probably wish that he would have actually slayed dioxide mm. and that brandon was still alive mm. so that he'd both would be a hero and still have yeah. his best friend around great answer yeah. so he could stop living that lie and i'm curious yeah, great two would... for one i don't know if that would have changed i mean obviously at the beginning of the show people that know about chip's actual backstory but i think i don't think that would have changed i think that's what he still wants is to be a hero in everybody's eyes mm. i think early on chalice would have wished for like freedom without having to change herself or uh let go of any luxury 
Um, but I think now Chalice would wish for like more time with her mom. Ooh, right in the feels. I think Seb would probably at the beginning would have wished to be anyone else. Uh, just kind of his <laughs> oh energy God. was just so much, you know, <laughs> anxious anxiety and self hatred. Um, but I feel like now he would wish for something. I, I don't know. He's a little bit out of his shell. He's a little bit uh, funkier. We've I felt the character has grown. It finds a way to be weird and everything. I feel like we would wish for something something strange, like a big hat. Yes, like a big cowboy hat with a buckle <laughs> on it, like a pilgrim buckle on it. Wow, on a cowboy <laughs> hat. With a that pil- is strange. You need a wish spell for one of those. <laughs> I think Beef would wish for a vending machine that always gave him a sandwich yeah. and only him. No one else could get into the Damn, vending machine. Beef? Yeah. Could you give the sandwiches to other people or no? Yeah, he could. He won't. Turn to ash. <laughs> he won't. He won't. Because but... <laughs> he, he's, he's always worried they're going to run out. Yeah, but they never do. <laughs> they never... <laughs> this could be the last one. Who knows? But who knows? Beef, it's been 25 years. They're, com- they're so common, dude. <laughs> Yeah, or to maybe never lose his voice, his oh, singing voice yeah. again. If you want me to get real, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he picked sandwiches over his voice. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. He would at least pause to think about it. Yeah, he'd think about it. <laughs> now I want to get through some um a bunch of questions too. So um this one's actually more of a request. Can Waleed please do official art of Seb's hot mom so we all know just how hot she is? <gasps> That's a good idea. If uh, I can potentially, if I got some time, but in the meantime, feel free to just watch the Stacy's mom video with fountains of Wayne <laughs> by fountains of Wayne, <laughs> and you'll get a pretty good idea with of fountains what, of Wayne. Of what get exactly. them over there. <laughs> yeah, they're in the background singing. They're on cameo. Yeah, <laughs> that was from Mitchell Cranberry Man Crispy, and uh, we got one from Nebulucas. Any possibility a guest fan could ever do a one-liner on an episode, possibly for a contest? Ooh. If you get on Cameo, we'll find you. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch you on Cameo. I think that'd be a fun thing. I'm, yeah, that'd be so definitely. fun. I mean, yeah. Maybe like a raffle of like donating to a charity, and then we pull a name, and oh, then you get a line. I like that. I love that. I love that. This is uh, a great one from Edom Cheeserton. When playing, do you think like your PC? and get method in the role, or are you playing your character? So uh, do you like go as yourself and just do whatever you know you would do and that's who your character is? Or do you go one step removed and go, what would Beef do? What would Chip do? What would Seb do? What would Chalice do, given the circumstances? Or is it some kind of combo? Interesting. Well, I think Chalice is a combination of like thinking about sitcom characters like Rachel Green or like the It's Always Sunny crew, like people who are sort of self-serving um, for the most part, have the impulse to be self-serving. But I would say most of Chalice's choices are just motivated by me trying to make this specific group of people laugh or have them like an improv move I make. I feel like that's what Chalice is, is just trying to impress you guys. What's the moment in this season where everyone's like, you got a cool character? <laughs> It's when we're on the boat headed to exile. I don't remember what prompts us to say that. I think it's maybe you're just concerned about how your dad's going to react to you. 
Oh yeah. Oh no, that's what it is. We're you're trying you're trying to think of how to remind or try to tell him that you're uh, your mother's daughter, and we're like going through all the things that you have. And you said, I forgot everything about my character. And we're like, you got a cool character. Oh, yeah, because I was like, I have this, the <laughs> ring and the everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel, I definitely don't think at all when I'm playing Beef, he likes to not think at all. Um, he's a reactor. Uh, but as Elizabeth, I definitely feel in episodes, it's like you're looking over everything. It's like you're kind of above yourself and thinking, okay, well, Lee just set that joke up. I'm going to bring that back in like five minutes. And that's, it's like a, like a second self, like that's the improviser, um, kind of like thinking above the everything. Um, but you got to be able to like come back into your character and like not and then not think and then react um, <laughs> to with your gut and your heart. Um, and I think uh, that everyone in this uh, group does those two things very well. Um, I think we listen as our characters, but we also are listening with a higher um, frequency for how we want to map the episode. Yeah, it's definitely a combo of both. And I think that's probably... To a certain extent, the case across the board. Um, but I, for me in particular, when I'm playing Chip, one of the things I try really hard and I do like really think about is like only making moves that make sense for Chip. Like I really, really try to be like, is this something that Chip would do? Or is like, is this something Chip wouldn't do? And I try not to do those things. Um, I really want to, tr- I really try hard to say, stay truthful to what uh, like Chip's motivations are uh, and who he is as a character. So if something feels um, inauthentic to Chip, I really try to avoid it. That's that's another big part of it for me. I think for Seb, I just kind of, there's a lot of myself in that character, but I just kind of dial it up. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of like, I just kind of turn it up. And then, yeah, we're like improvisers. So a lot of it is, and we're so used to these characters. I. And I know for me where it's just like we get in there, boom, I'm just like, like, that's this is just improv, but with like kind of a little bit different kind of cadence to my voice or something like that. But oh, oh, Seb's here. (laughs) (laughs) Ben. Yes. Ben, are you back? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) What? What's the date? <laughs> it's 2004. No! <laughs> uh, this was also from Eden Cheeserton. I'd like to ask something similar to this. When addressing Kitchen Rats and Bottoms Up, can you name some of us here in the Discord? And the answer is yes. Uh, any plans? This is a different question. This is for, for all of us. D. Martin G. asked this one. Any plans for the characters to go to a zoo, an aquarium, and or go on a safari so Seb can wild shape into more animals? Well, now we will. No. That's yeah, a great episode definitely. idea. <laughs> okay, yeah. Season five. We'll see you there. Can do. Next question. And then uh, who were your favorite NPCs from season four? Uh, I'm going to have to go with um, Mr. Pibb in the, at the jail is oh, up there yeah. for me. 
Yeah. Like I, I always yeah. love Mr. Pibb and hate him, but at at prison in particular was very fun. It was really fun for us all each to have our turn of going there and just seeing how how it would turn out and everything. It was just great. I really liked Beef's grandma. Oh, mm. she mm-hmm. was sweet. Wait, Walid, what was the rock, the, your sentient rock that you played? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. I think it was ro- Rocky. <laughs> I think it was Rocky. Is that just a really Rocky. good guess, or do you know? <laughs> no, I think it's Rocky the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I loved that, that episode. That was a really Me fun too. episode to record. That was, that was probably my favorite non-chip character I played. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and Seb's infiltration. It wasn't beef when you played beef? Uh, oh, I yeah. liked the holes that Rocky had. Ah, uh, yes. Or and the how one often hole. you talked about them. <laughs> Remember when he, like, t-shirt cannon shot? That's uh-huh. it. Yeah, that was awesome. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Never forget. <laughs> oh, I did like when Aaron played the duck in Aqueducts. Oh, yeah. yeah. You I forgot about that. I can't believe that was this season. You played like a little duck that was like, Bleh. I guess I did. <laughs> I can't deny it. I think my favorite to do, but this was like <laughs> love and hate because I think Waleed early on, I started doing the the voice for um, Chris Pine, the pine tree, who who was uh, the like the library's, you know, knowledge, right? right? And I started yes. doing like basically like a tree beard voice where you also talk while yeah. you breathe in. And he was like, hey, just yeah. so you know, man, that like wrecks your throat. I was like, I'll be fine, baby yeah, boy. You were so, and then you were 30 so seconds confident. later, it's like, oh God, I feel like I'm strapped. It is uh, so funny. But that was Sean, ended up being very fun. To for because you have such an arsenal now of all of these like regular characters that come back. <laughs> so and it's so funny when we're recording, sometimes Sean has to be like, uh-oh. What's, What's their, their voice? voice again? And then he has to like run through them and we all have to listen to it. It's like, and we're like, that one, that one. It's like, oh man, it's, it's crazy. You should, have like, you should do voice memos for all your characters that you do and then just like name them all and when you need to reference them, go reference yeah. them again. I think like you have like 52 right now. It's just nuts. So I know. Good. I have run out and now I have to invent new ones Um, where I go like, <laughs> It's basically, I don't have any other like back pocket voices. So instead I have to go, who would I cast as this character? And then do my best, worst impression of that person. That's a good way to do it. That's cool. That's a good way to find voices. Yeah. That's very smart. It is. It's been, it's been getting me by. Um, Let's see here. This is a serious question. Very Lukely. Asks, does the Bottoms Up Gang have a party name? Just wondering so I can potentially stop calling them the Bottoms Up Gang slash crew. I know that the Repayers are their superhero parody name for more generic heroic quests, but when things get more serious than superhero parodies and a king needs slang, what are they collectively? Um, Repayers is also potentially a correct answer. I just think it might be an important distinction to make. I definitely think we've been going by Bottoms Up Gang. That feels like the main moniker. Or the crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we were afraid for a while to go with like gang just because it almost felt like too close to like it's always sunny or something like that. But yeah, that's we, true. We haven't really I mean, we don't have like a consistent one. So like that's my my pitches, if you want to hear my pitches, I got two. Always. 
first we we call ourselves the birds which is what we call ourselves at the end of season one doing the puppet show. That's okay. my first pitch. Second pitch is an acronym for the Bottoms Up Gang, and we're the Bugs. Bottoms <gasps> Up Gang, we're the Bugs. I want to be the Bugs. Okay. It's the my bugs. vote. And I'm just Bag. one little vote. The Bugs wow. go on another big adventure. <laughs> we're bugging out. That's what we say whenever we leave the bar. Mm-hmm. 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 Bugs out. Oh, bugs out. Bugs, <laughs> bugs out. in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we're we sorry promise... to bug you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but we, we promise to do this throughout all of season five, and we won't even drop it one time. Or we're gonna forget. Either one way, of the two. Yeah, you figure out. <laughs> I love life. Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening to find out. <laughs> Okay, so I think we we have time for uh, a a couple more. This one I want to ask you guys if if this is something that we feel like is helpful to cover or to like you know keep it secret how the sausage is made. Mm. Uh, but the question is from Tess Warner: Did you always have the hail mary to save the characters for the end of season, or were you looking at potentially losing them and having to roll new characters? Whoa! I did not want to have anyone die and was really hoping they would put together the you know water is thicker than blood essentially um which is you know like family is more important than what your blood is biologically it was so funny that at the end you know i was really banking on them putting that together and if they didn't you know i don't know what would happen but it was very funny to have Jesse bring that up. I think everyone kind of knew <laughs> tongue in cheek, like that's probably what's going to happen. But to have our guest be like, it was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to overstep my bounds here, but like, would that be a solution? We all just died. I we're f- like, yeah, we got to do that. I don't know what ended up making the cut, but in the recording, at first, Jesse says it as Jesse. Jesse's like, why don't, why don't you guys just like, you guys are basically family. Why don't you guys just give each other the blood? Uh, and then we're like, that is so funny. Jesse, can you please do it as Prince Milkniff? And then uh, that definitely makes the edit. Um, but yeah, we like, it was so funny that he je- had a nice genuine moment of like, I'm trying to help you guys out. <laughs> we didn't, yeah. Well, we didn't know if who whose family members were going to show yeah, up we or not. No and so genuinely i think you can really hear it in our voices like especially chip and beef near the end like i really didn't know what was gonna happen i yeah we didn't think we were gonna lose our characters completely and have to re-roll remake one but you know what if season five started with the two of us at in heaven on the sandwich cloud trying to figure out ways to get back to life yeah Right, we could like, figure I that think, out. Yeah, like we would have maybe, you know, done Definitely that. Yeah, right. seeing on the on the Discord too, someone say like, "Oh, you know, could this possibly end in like a total party kill?" Um, that made me kind of go, "Shit, that would be awesome if everyone just died." Uh, and then in like the next season starts <sighs> in crazy. heaven or some other plane would be like super fun. It's kind of jumping the shark for <laughs> season five, but um. It'd but their heaven pretty... is just ending back up at bottoms up, just as it is. <laughs> Aww. Aww. They don't even notice they die. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what this season five is. It's just they're they they love to struggle and they love to be up against something. This is from Radish Adair. 
What's Seb's mom's phone number? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's actually your mom's phone number. Jenny's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Mary, kill, Cicero, Milknip, Seb's hot mom. Oh. Okay, Mary, Seb's hot mom, so I can have yeah. sex with her whenever I want. <laughs> um, uh, oh, is that what marriage is? Uh, kill, Milknip. Oh. I don't like this question. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm just going to go on a date with Seb's mom, and then you guys yeah. answer. Yeah. I'm going to fucking marry Seb's mom and kill the other two guys. <laughs> That's all of our answers, I think. You know what? Yeah. I wouldn't mind fucking going to the bedroom with Prince Milknip. Milknip. Yeah. yeah. Just to see what that's like. Honestly, I do all of them. I do all of them. Because <laughs> I'm curious. Just out of curiosity. Sick. Out of curiosity, I got it. It's know. for science. Okay, it's that's a good ending, I think. See you season five. <laughs> <laughs> see you season five, cuties. Bye-bye. Bugs out. That was a HeadGum Podcast.